Welcome, welcome, welcome to Thirst Knowledge Podcast, episode 32. I'm James Evers. I'm Justin. And I'm Seth Tardiff. And today on the episode, we're welcoming back Kenny Bean, where we're talking about comic books. Yeah, we dive into some cool stuff like the Adam West Batman. We get into Kenny's comic book fandom credentials. Uh, We talk a lot about the MCU, a lot of different aspects of the Marvel universe, um, as well as a bunch of other movies and comic book related things. And it was a really good podcast. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. Enjoy. Enjoy. Or like the old Batman show, like with uh, Adam West. Adam West, R.I.P. Mayor Mayor West. He's dead. Yeah. Hmm. Didn't he die? I thought he died. <laughs> I don't no, know. No, I'm just, I just assume everybody's dead these days. <laughs> You're getting older, man. Soon all your friends will be dead. You'll be the only one alive. It's true. You know, it'll be a lonely, lonely life. Yeah. See yourself. At a coffee shop one day. Yep, Adam West died in 2017. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Good. From what? Good Good that I'm right. Not <laughs> that he's dead. <laughs> From what? Yeah, how'd he die? Old age. Um, well, he was cocaine? 88 when he died. So cocaine and like Corvette crash or something? <laughs> uh, leukemia. Flipped his vet. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, Grandma flipped her vet. (laughs) (laughs) She had all the stolen shit in the trunk. It was like weird. She had a box of pooped wrapped like a gift with my name on it. I don't want poop. Why would she give me poop? With my name on it. That's a that's a Nick Swartzen bit. Mm -hmm. Hey, what time is it, bro? (laughs) Look at my watch. You look at my watch. So, um, six days after he died, Los Angeles projected the bat signal on City Hall as a tribute to him. Fucking cool, man. So cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Apparently, I think I was listening to a podcast. Maybe it was Kevin Smith? He was talking about, like, back in those days when Adam West and whoever played Robin, I don't know, at, at that time, it was like... Just like it was just like rock and roll lifestyle of just like orgies and fucking drugs and everything happening on the, you know on the sets. Everybody's just banging each other and it was just a good time, man. Damn. So the guy that played Robin, <clears throat> excuse me, the guy that played Robin, mm. they pretty much forced him to take um, estrogen pills. So really? Dick would shrink. What? Because he was supposed to be playing like the Boy Wonder. Sure. And he was in tight spandex because he's playing a superhero in the '60s, and they didn't want his dick to show. And he, did he have a massive dick? Or not maybe after they, the estrogen? No, sure. <laughs> Damn. But wow. yeah, so they were like, they're like, yeah, you either have a job or <laughs> if you <laughs> don't, if like, you want a job, you better get that dick a lot smaller, <laughs> yeah. bro. So they like, yeah, force fed him. No bulge. That in this is. Place. That's really, uh, I don't know, what do you, uh, I mean, in that situation, I wouldn't take the job. I don't know. I don't think I could do it. Fuck, man, that's yeah. a tough decision. I mean, it depends how big your dick is, though, too, you know? Like, if you got a solid, like, 12-inch cock, 8, 9-inch hard or something like that, you could you'd probably I mean, sacrifice you could a couple a few, inches, sure. you know? Yeah. But if you're rocking, you know, three average guys <laughs> or three average wieners, man, I don't know if you could sacrifice no, anything. No, man. I ain't got anything to sacrifice. <laughs> 
Damn. Guess, guess I'm working in the factories again. <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs> Going back to the coal mine. <laughs> Man, that's fucked. Yeah. Burt Ward, still alive, age 74. Robin? Yep. Mm. Burt Ward. Him and his estrogen-filled body. Man, that's uh, some crazy well, what, shit. Seth, can you please look up, or maybe Kenny knows, uh, how old was he when he was playing Robin in the TV show? Well, he's only, I mean, he's still alive. I, he, I, I don't know his age when he was in this TV show, but he's still alive in 74. So he was born in 45, and then the show was in the late, the mid to late 60s. Still 30. So he was, so he was like 20, 20 to, yeah, early, 20, 20, yeah, so 15, early to mid 20s. Early to mid, early mid Damn. 20s, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you take estrogen pills, can you reverse that process? With a fuck ton of steroids, baby, a lot of testosterone, maybe. But I mean, maybe it was, maybe it's just like temporary, right? Like, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know how fucking. That's pretty fucked up, though. He he only came up with it within the past like a few months too. Oh, like, really? Actually, told, said yeah, this yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. He he came out with like the story within the past like I don't know, like four to six months wow, or something like that. That's Damn. fucked. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That's you, crazy. You looking at it now? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. You couldn't just, like, tape it or something or, like, I don't know, like... Do the mangina type of yeah, thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. You back. know, like, uh, what is it, Buffalo Bill or something? Yeah. The lotion on the basket. <laughs> you couldn't just, like, tf, tf, tape it back? Wow. You know, like, yeah. Ray well, I mean, they does. wanted to look young and, like, boyish. So, they, I mean... I mean, estrogen also gets your voice like kind of higher in a way. Right? Sure. I Maybe know. I mean prevents you from sort of like developing as a man. <laughs> Muscle mass, like all yeah. that shit, kind of squashes a little bit. Okay, so what it says is that he took the pills for three days and then decided that they can probably keep me from having children, so he stopped doing that and used his cape to cover it up. Oh, okay. To cover his bulge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was rocking a serious cock, you know, and can't hide that you really can't no yeah <laughs> wow yeah. that's crazy all right so okay i can't imagine too much damage was done three days yeah that's still crazy though mm. crazy shit man so uh what are we doing here what are we doing Before here we start we're podcasting we're podcasting yeah today we've got uh kenny bean back on the podcast mm. and you may know him from other episodes such as the one that he did before. <laughs> <laughs> the way. Yep. It was and episode 22, I think. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't yes. matter what episode, Should because this is a different episode. So welcome back, Kenny. Thank welcome you. Welcome back. Yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited for this. Yeah, me too. I want to pick Kenny's brain on all things comics and nerd shit. I got a lot of guys interested in this in this podcast too i i let a bunch of people know and they're we got a we got a list of people interested so you can't let them down kenny can't let them down <laughs> i am very good at letting people down so. <laughs> <laughs> we're off to a good start all right great so we're talking what comic books yeah we're so talking. let's let's get to the the beginning of it though i want right? to get to know kenny so kenny what how did your interest in comics originally start um, grew up in the '90s. You know, you got the Batman animated series, the Spider-Man that. animated mm. series. Yep, the X-Men, the X-Men, the X-Men. Yeah. Um, yep. 
they used to play like reruns of like the Fantastic Four and the Incredible Hulk, which were early '90s, I think late '80s even. But those were kind of air around the same time, and that kind of got me into a lot of that shit. And then I had like one of my uncles that I was super close in age with. Uh, I think he's only like nine years older than myself, pretty much like a brother. Just started passing down a lot of like his old comics and stuff like that as he stopped getting into them and just kind of like sparked from there and just kind of continued with with getting into it and never really stopped yeah and i feel like there's been such a rise in this shit with marvel and disney and them going hardcore i mean i bet there's more there's more people into avengers and comic books now than there probably ever was because of the shows maybe Uh, i don't know the, yeah, it has to be. Yeah, that has to be the it case, has to, right? Yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot more recognition, or a lot more people interested in the characters, especially the ones uh, portrayed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. You know, over the past ten, eleven years that they've been doing these movies, and even more so within the past like five years, because you yeah. know you had uh, the Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Incredible Hulk, and then the first Avengers movies. Those are all dropping. You had. A lot of people like that were into the comic books, into like a lot of the geek nerd culture, what have you, getting excited for those. But I feel like it wasn't until halfway through these past twenty years when they started dropping Guardians, maybe Doctor Strange, and they started getting more critically acclaimed and mm-hmm. a lot more in depth. And they were starting to get recognized by a lot more people. Did they start catching on as as much as they have been? Mm, yeah, I feel like the acclaim after like the first like four to five movies is when it really kicked off right and it started getting huge yeah now you were one to be up to date and immersed in the culture with with purchasing comic books and and going to the comic book shops and yeah sort of keeping on track with like releases and all that stuff yeah so i mean unfortunately over the past like you know three to four years I, i haven't been keeping up with consistently buying comics every week but yeah so i mean from like probably around freshman year and high school all the way up until five or so years ago i'm Mm. i'm 27 now it's like 14 15 ish all the way up up until like 23 24 every wednesday comic book day dang and i'd always go and really only stop because i'd end up there dropping 70 to 80 dollars in comics every week (laughs) (laughs) and stuff that you know you'd want to read but then there's other things that could be like a special event comic uh, big like uh, exactly so like it would be a, a a large crossover event you know a whole bunch of characters in one book so because of that they'd be trying to get make all that money by saying they're dropping eight to ten variant covers dang so you can't just buy the one that just one so you can read the story you gotta, oh. you gotta buy all all eight variant covers that Damn. you think is gonna be worth worth something but they're not going to be worth anything because <laughs> they make so many now. Like, yeah, exactly. Back in like the '60s when they were making them, there was probably like you know they were all numbered and they were like not less than what like ten thousand. Now there's probably well, I mean even now like you still have like you know your first pressings, second pressings, third pressings, gotcha. and some of them will still be worth something every now and again. But you know, like you said, you know, even go back thirty, forty, fifty years ago especially the bigger event comics and it's not always the case but for example you can find the death of superman or batman being crippled which you would think are big event comics and they're going to be worth a lot more aren't always worth as much as you'd think 
because they were so hyped that everybody was getting, you know, people that may not go to the comic book store every month or every week is going to go and go out and buy this book so that they would print significantly more than they'd normally print because it was such a big event. So they're not going to be worth as much as a smaller event just because of the fact that there's not as much scarcity behind it. Mm-hmm. And if it's like touted that it's going to be a collector's item or something, exactly. now more people are actually holding on to it and keeping it in better shape. So now there's more of these out there that are actually in better shape. Exactly. Which ironically yeah. drives the price down. Exactly. So, so I got a question. Um, so say that like, do the new movies now coming out reflect the prices of old comics because like it might like in the sh- in the movie it might um, portray like one or two comic book episodes but now that story is like popular because everyone knows it through a movie so now those comics are popular does that make sense definitely yeah so I mean when, when a new when a movie comes out like just this past weekend Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey came out yeah I mean I, I haven't looked at any comic book sales recently or at least pertaining to Harley Quinn at least but they always um the comic book sales comic book prices will always portray like you were saying the book that or the movie that may be coming out because a lot more people are starting to show interest so especially Marvel or Disney if they got a a movie coming out they're going to start to try to push different books are going to start to try to uh, produce new books illustrate what what have you to try to get people in the stores to buy those books Um, I don't know too too much about the sales behind DC Comics, yeah. or at least not recently. Um, but I, I, so I don't know how the, how the Harley Quinn one is doing. But that's something that most most of the time they're going to try to do, and that does reflect the sales and the prices of like the older ones. Like right. when they made yeah right right when they um, when Disney bought Fox like what was it a year or so ago mm-hmm. or at least finalized that deal and they started getting all those Fox properties back. A lot of the comic book characters that were a Fox property, Fantastic Four, X-Men. Silver Surfer, X-Men, stuff like that, their older comics started going up in value because of that. Because and Disney owns them now? Yeah. So like p- people are starting to get more interested. Anybody who may only know things about comics or the comic book characters, due to the movies and TV shows and how popular they are, they're interested in these book uh, in them in the books because they started out with the movies. So now that they see the news, hey, like Marvel Disney may be starting to produce these movies. I'm going to start looking into these characters. Gotcha. So it just creates like that domino effect that okay, these books or these characters are going to start being slightly more valuable than they were because Marvel and Disney weren't doing anything from for them for a little while now because they didn't want to make Fox any money. That would make sense, too, where, um, like, something like Guardians, right? Like, it was kind of, like, nobody knew Guardians. I would imagine those books went crazy after that happened. So now what people are trying to do is predict, like, okay, what's going to be the next hit? Let me buy some of these old, obscure books and hope that they go up in value if Marvel gets another hit. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, he he hit it on the head with that is, like, Guardians. How old is Guardians? Like the comic books. The comic books itself. I mean, the original Guardians team, I think, was from like the mid to late 60s. Damn. Yep. What the fuck? Yeah. And now they're a household name, right? Yeah. Like, now exactly. it's like one of the most... <laughs> I think, I honestly... I mean, Marvel is 
I think the Avengers are huge, but like now that the Guardians are in, I like the Guardians way more because just the char- mm. just the character like Chris Pratt is hilarious, you know, and like the whole team, dude, that's crazy. It's that old, mm-hmm. yeah. And wow. it, but the Guardians themselves in their original lineup or original renditions in the books, none of them are the same as what the the movie right. characters are either. Yeah, it, it's you know just like there's been many. Uh, many build ups or versions or you know make ups of the Avengers or X Men. It's the same thing with the Guardians. Yeah, but they they plucked which characters you know people thought would be more interesting or less interesting, more appealing, you know, more appealing. Yeah. Exactly. So um, the Guardians of the Galaxy originally appeared in Marvel Superheroes number eighteen, January nineteen sixty nine. The initial roster consisted of Vance Astro, Martinex, Tanaga. Captain Charlie twenty seven and Yondu Udanta. Oh Yondu. Yep. Yeah. I know that one. I mean <laughs> yeah. I know. I was like, who's everybody else? Yeah. So all of those characters, um fun fact, in the last Guardians the second second yeah, the second Guardians yeah. movie. Um when Yondu had died, you know, there's like the like all the captains of the different um Ravagers ships. Mm. So they did like the send off um like the the funeral wake what have you for yondu yeah and each of the captains of the ravagers had, had their own ship and they said a little bit of something each of those captains are one of those original founding members of the guardians they did That's that as cool. like a little easter egg cool so like each of those ravagers yondu being one of them all the others they intentionally made that as like a little easter egg gotcha that's pretty cool yeah for the comic book fans and yeah stuff. yeah at least they're keeping shit like that in there. <laughs> Not completely destroying the original stuff. And that's the thing, though. Like All of the people that are in cur- currently in the Guardians of the Galaxy, in the movies, they had their time, too, as, as yeah. a team. Right. It's not like they're destroying it by just throwing different random people in there. Mm-hmm. So do you remember when the first Guardians came out? And at the very end, there was like a question of who was... like who was his father yeah was that a known thing like everyone who read comic books would know who the father was or no or that was like oh shit who is the father kind of thing yeah so so in in the movies his father is ego the living planet in the comics i mean there's a few different renditions of the character but in the comics more often than not his his father is um he's the emperor or like the king of a um of like uh, I can't remember the planet, but it but it's a, an alien planet. Gotcha. So so his father um, abandoned his his post, abandoned his responsibilities <clears throat> at one point, and fled to Earth. Ended up knocking up Star Lord's yeah Star Lord's mo- mother, and then people from his uh, from his planet originally came back to Earth. It was like, hey, listen, you got duties. So he left and abandoned his mother, and then right. his then Star Lord eventually found his way to space. And there's a couple different. So there's a couple little transitions or yeah. versions that you you can say of. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like the most recent rendition or retelling of that story too is, um, Star Lord is taken off world, not unlike in the movies. There's been other times where he fights his way through the ranks in like, um, in like not the Star Force, but like uh, the, the military and stuff like that, builds his way up until he can himself find his way off Earth and off planet, stuff like that. But I mean, unfortunately, over the course of past 
50 to 100 years so many different characters have to keep going through a like our retelling of their they yeah. reboot you know, origin reboot stories origin all the time all, yeah. all the time okay yeah there's very few people that have the same origin story now as when they started it's like superman batman and spider-man yeah 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody knows those three exactly. like, one yeah. thing my favorite is like how how batman's parents die it's always different and it's like every time i see it, it's like oh a different like theory behind how they're they died and it's like it keeps changing wait what do you like, mean aren't they just they're always shot in the nail they're always they? shot but it's always like it, it seems to me like it's always a different like um who's behind it you know mm. like first it's originally it's just a random thief and yeah. then it's like then it like starts to grow behind like maybe the joker had something to do with it or maybe like you know someone else had something to do with it it always changes in a way I don't know. That's what yeah, I. I mean, that's what I thought. Through the movies, I didn't read any comic books. Yeah, usually the movies will usually shake up that rendition a few <laughs> yeah, different yeah, yeah. times. I mean, like it's usually always been like a random like pickpocket, a random thief. Um, for it's kind of sort of been confirmed that it's it's always been like a character named Joe Chill. Joe Chill. Yeah, I believe it's Joe. No, his last name is Chill. I think it's Joe is Chill. It Joker. <laughs> uh, so in the the Killing Joke, which is a origin story essentially for the Joker, that's his his, his real oh, name. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I. Know. Um, but yeah, so like it, it, it was always for the most part uh, Joe Chill, and the, there's been a few different renditions. Like in the in the Nolan verse movies, he, um, that's the same character, and it just it was just happened to be like a random random pickpocket, random dude. Um, Man, there's also different like the there a few I think back in like oh I don't know late 2010s there's a story uh, called the Court of Owls essentially it was like not unlike the Illuminati or like a, a group of really rich people that were trying to run Gotham in the shadows um, it, they theorized that or rather Bruce Wayne theorized that the Court of Owls who had his parents killed um, like you said before. There's the Joker kind of gets intertwined into that storyline. It all depends on who's writing that book at right. the time. They kind of try to change it and intertwine it to make it fit the the narrative of the current story they're trying to tell. Yeah, it does change a lot. So this is a good... Uh, me and uh, Justin were talking about this before the podcast. Um, and the question that you had for him is, like, <clears throat> what is the main reason how why there's always... Um, retellings of storylines or reboots and then also like you've got Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man or like Batman, Dark Knight like is that just like different people um, like different authors of the comics that like want to use that character but tell their own story or how does how does that like come to be? I would imagine it's different for different cases. So, so for the first example that you just said, you said Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man. You, you talking strictly in the books or in the movies? Because like the Andrew Garfield movies were the Amazing Spider Man. Yes, movies. yeah, were, exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. For for like like books wise, like um, is it like hey, I, I've got an idea for something to do with Spider Man, but I want to. Is it like parallel universe kind of thing? Like kind of. So I mean. So the main Marvel universe is the uh, 616 universe. That's the one that uh, Stanley and Jack Kirby essentially started way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And although there's different been different like offshoots and like mirror universes and things that'll kind of like happen and they'll call they'll say it's a different universe, they always kind of divert back to the 616. So okay. like like the current the current timeline is back on the 616 and it's just something that they've always done. 
but every now and again they will reboot things mm-hmm. um, just to try to and, and there's a few different reasons for it um, anywhere from just trying to re- reboot it to draw in new uh, new readers because for example if you're somebody that hasn't ever picked up a comic book and you walk into a comic book store and you see Amazing Spider-Man 376 you're going to look at that and you're going to be discouraged to pick up that book and start reading it because you don't know where that that it's so far in his story now it's, yeah. it's going to be a little bit confusing yeah. so if, if they start rebooting every now and again then you can walk into that store and you see Amazing Spider-Man or Spider-Man or Spectacular Spider-Man number one so it'll be a lot. You can start at the beginning, get the whole story. Exactly. And it might have like n- uh, <clears throat> new relative references to whatever time you are, like in real time. Exactly. Like rather than being like something that came out in the 60s that you, like a kid from the 90s, might not relate to. Like updated pop culture references and things like that. 100%. So, so that's that's one of the more major reasons that they do that. And That's then, pretty cool. I Actually, I like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. And, and, and then they'll eventually somehow find their way back into the 616 and like okay like so amazing spider-man number 37 or whatever um is now it's still amazing spider-man 37 but it's kind of reworked itself into the 616 biggest or at least one of the more um known ones in marvel is the um the the ultimates so i think early 2000s i think it was like 2000 2001 marvel did an offshoot called the ultimate universe mm-hmm. um and that's just one of the things that they had gone and did like i just said and just tried to restart their universe over and try to get more readers in they went with like a slightly different art style and with that they did redid like the origins for a lot of different characters and stuff like that um and because of that that's when they they made uh, nick fury black that's the first time they did that hmm. I, I don't remember the artist who did it but he's not he made nick fury look like samuel l jackson hmm. and, okay okay yeah and, and this yeah. was after samuel l jackson played no yeah so this was like i think like i want to say it was 2000 2001 but i know it was early 2000s when they had started that ultimate universe mm-hmm. and um so it's funny because at, at one point in the comics in the ultimate universe Nick Fury made that reference like, "Oh man, if if a movie ever is made with me, I want Samuel L. Jackson to play me." <laughs> <laughs> um, so that they go on and eventually make the movies, and Samuel L. Jackson made um, ends up playing him. Yeah, but so it's funny they make their way back to the six one six, and it's no longer the Ultimate Universe, but everybody enjoyed that rendition or that retelling of. Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. So they had to like make up a way why does he exist in the 616? Yep. And also like we still have like white guy Nick Fury in the 616. <laughs> How are we going to do this? So they like always kind of make it more convoluted. Like they tried to go through it and make it more accessible and easier to read for newcomers and then towards the end they always like try to like smush the stuff that succeeded with that universe into the old universe. And it, Sometimes it sometimes it works out great. Other times it just comes more convoluted. Sure. Yeah. Um, people that are great for that is DC. DC usually does that far more often than Marvel. Um, back like 20, 30 years ago, they had the Christ on Infinite Earths, uh, where essentially the uh, extended universe or the multiverse kind of like exploded in on itself. And a whole whole bunch of characters just had their origins like reworked, 
they did a a huge crossover event uh, back in like 2013, I think, called the New 52. Same thing, like they just rewrote everybody's origins, and like starting with the New 52, essentially their lineup would be 52 brand new books, all all books that were currently running in the DC universe. They just ended and started 52 new books, like when that when that New 52 started. So they're creating a new universe from scratch, from, from basically. Scratch, exactly. Yeah, essentially, yeah. But like, here's a, you know, the Superman Unchained book. Everybody knows who Superman is. Everybody knows what his backstory is. So they're creating that universe, but it's not. It's from fresh, but they're not like retelling every story. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so they start out with like fifty-two books, and that went for, I think, like six years or something like that. I'm like, oh, well, we're gonna scrap that, and we're gonna. Redo again, that over did, did that over again, and they did yeah. DC Rebirth. I think like two years ago, something like that. They they started to do the DC Rebirth. Um, DC does does these like new big events where they'll they blow up everything and everything. restart it. They don't have the Marvel six one six, which is always a mainstay, right? It, yeah, I mean, and they'll kind of go back and forth, but yeah. Whereas Marvel, the six one six will be like that's constantly constantly running for the most part. Yeah. And then even when it's not running, it'll eventually like kind of pick back up again. Yeah. And where does the 616 come from? Is that like a reference to something or is that it, just like... It might be. I, okay. I, don't, I don't remember what that reference would be if, if it is. If you're in the 616, <laughs> your motherfucking <laughs> Yeah, <answer. laughs> yeah I, don't, I don't remember what that... If, if it comes from anything specific. Or yeah. It's just, That's yeah. just what they refer to as like the main universe yeah. story or whatever. So when they're rebirthing these stories and retelling origins and sort of building them back up from the ground, what's kind of like the typical kind of story arcs? Is it is it like as comics are released, is it like sort of does it play out as like typical like you have your monster of the week and then you have your story arcs that eventually flesh out as more issues, more stories are told? I mean, it, how it, does that work? It it all it all really depends on which which company you're talking about like you know you got dc and marvel the structures between them are usually very different like i was just saying with the new 52 yeah they um they just released you know they released batman a batman book a superman book maybe a wonder woman wonder woman book that first week and then the, the following week batman robin superman unchained uh maybe like a john constantine book and then avengers following month would be avengers america Avengers of America, not Avengers, um, Justice League of America, and then Man- Martian Manhunter and Green Arrow. And they did that for the first, like, four months. They would release a new book every every week for or several new books every week for the first, like, three to four months until they had, like, those 52 stories that they, they, they had started up. And it could be a monster of the week. It could be, you know, they may be working together with somebody, but when they were getting that, that universe started... And it, it, it all really depend on that character. Sure. Um, most notably with the New 52, they started by rebuilding the starting lineup of the um, of the Justice League. So that with the New 52, and a lot of times if you see new movies nowadays, be it animated or otherwise, like one of the live actions, um, that reflects what happened with the New 52. So in the New Justice League, you have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, um, Aquaman. Aquaman and Cyborg and Flash. In addition to that, in like the New Fifty Two, they they made one of the Green Lanterns a mainstay and like a, one of the originals of the Justice League. 
never before prior to the new 52 was Cy- uh, cyborg a founding father a founding member rather okay. of the of the justice league excuse me um but it all really depends i mean it and a lot of times in comics too, you're gonna have because you know those issues are generally pretty short so you're gonna have a several week or you know at least three to four week minimum where you have like a continuation of the same story sure and sometimes those all intertwine but usually like those bigger events is when you'll have several books all intertwining at once so it's comic books i guess back in the day when they were released where they released like a new issue every week um it well once again i mean it it, it really just kind of depends on the publisher on the publisher stuff like that usually um usually be once a month so you know, you'd have your new Batman book the first week of every month, or your new Superman book the first week of every month. Okay. Um, sometimes it could be biweekly. Um, they have, you know, you could have, you know, Batman Annual too, and so every December you'll get like a continuation of that book. It it, it all depended on the story, the publisher, the needs of that story. Um, it all really depended on that. And back in the day, you could have your your, for example, DC would have a new Batman book. You know, week one of of the month, new Superman book. Week two of the month, Wonder Woman. Week three, and then you know your <laughs> Justice League week four. So you're going to the the comic book shop every week, but you're only picking up what you where you left off on like one specific story. Sure. How much does one comic book cost? Like on average, like a new release, um, single issue, new release. I think it's like up to like four between four and five bucks now. Damn. So if you're following yeah. 10 different books, then it could be 50 bucks cash. a week to you know 10 bucks a, a week, depending. Is there like a Netflix for comic books if you don't want the physical copy and you just want to read them? Yeah, so I, I know... You know, I have a subscription and just go online <laughs> and... DC has one. Uh, DC has... Uh, I think it's just called DC Universe Online, which if you're into comic books, I'd recommend that one just because you not only get you know, like the digital comics, but then they have like a few different TV shows on there. Anything produced by DC for the most part, I believe is on there. It's like a cartoon. Exactly. It's like a streaming thing. So I was trying to pull it up, but he pulled up the video game DC universe online. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. <laughs> but yeah. So they, they do like a streaming of um, a monthly subscription. Type yeah. Thing. I think it's like eight bucks a month. Uh, they have like cartoons, movies, you know, live action shows. They have the green arrow TV show, I think. Um, just pretty much anything that DC has produced is on there. And they also have the comics that you can read. Yep. Yeah, they'll have a lot of the digital comics as well. The um, big thing is, though, you don't get the physical copy where you can have a collector's item. Exactly. Right. Marvel Marvel does one. I think it's called like Marvel Unlimited. Uh, there's another one that I think Amazon might own right now. Makes sense. Ob- obviously. Just uh, wait until it- Amazon buys Disney. <laughs> then we're all fucked. Yeah. <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah. Um, Shit. I think- if Disney buys Amazon... We're definitely fucked because that means Disney has some serious cash. I know Disney is rich as hell and they have serious cash, but Bezos is making some real money right now. He's scooping up everything. <laughs> yeah. If Disney goes around and buys Amazon, there's no there's no use. Just kill yourselves. <laughs> I, I think the Amazon one is called like Comicsology. Okay. But that one's just, excuse me again, that one is just digital comics. Yeah. Mm. That'd be good to, good to use if you want to get into it but you don't want to have i mean i just don't i wouldn't want to have physical copies because if it's something that i would want to i feel like i want to get into i get into it i start buying 
I start buying a shitload of comics and then I lose interest in it, which I usually do. That's I get into stuff. Everything you do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I now I have a stack of comics that are gonna collect dust and I don't know. I feel like if you're <coughs> new to it, the best thing is get a subscription, start reading it, and if you really get into it, then start buying. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Have you ever bought comics as a kid? No, never. I got into magic cards and mm. Pokemon. And I got pretty into magic cards for a while. Yeah. So I have a good collection of magic. But then obviously everything everything eventually dies with your soul. You <laughs> leave school and you work and then, you know. They still do magic nowadays. <laughs> yeah, no, magic's good. D&D. Seth, did you ever buy any comic books as a kid? Uh, I did, yeah. I didn't get um, crazy into it where I was like, I didn't get the subscriptions and stuff like that. But I was just kind of a very casual, like, I'm at the store with my parents or my grandfather and I'm browsing the comic book section and I'd right. be like, oh, this one looks cool. And then I just like would have a stack of all random ones. Like I, I wasn't like following sequential storylines and everything. I was just like grabbing a book, taking it home, reading it. And then, yeah, like, yeah, I, I did. Cause I, when I got into them, I was like pretty young and not like think I, I wasn't like as like uh, OCD about following storylines and yeah, stuff sure. like that, you know, like I had like all sorts of random, like Sonic the Hedgehog ones and stuff too. Like I was like, get, yeah, different ones based off of video game characters or the popular superheroes, that kind of stuff. Superman, Batman, Spider-Man. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Cause they have, I mean, we've been talking about the Marvel and DC, but they have comics on everything. Oh yeah. Just like, everything. Just yeah. like in the eighties and nineties when they used to do like trading cards off anything, mm-hmm. you know, you could get a trading card pack off like any sitcom comedy action right, whatever right, right. movie tv show they do that with comic books too. You i can used walk to have any comic book store and buy something i used to have beavis and butthead comics yeah oh yeah do you guys remember on <laughs> on uh was it fx no it wasn't fx it was like uh fuck it was like channel 55 or like mansters was on that episode what was spike it? spike spike, spike. Yeah. fucking stripperella you yep. guys remember that shit? No. No? Pam Anderson was like this stripper superhero. Shit was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there was comic books for that, right? I, I, I think I, I think there's a comic book series. I think it started with the comic book series was for that. Yeah? Yeah. That was good. In my, I, didn't, I never watched in my, the show. In my young uh, 13, 14-year-old <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah. I remember buying the first, the very first comic of... Um, when Rob Zombie came out with a comic book, like oh, uh, yeah. House of Thousand Corpses, yep. he like started oh, right, his own thing. Right. I think it was like maybe a sophomore in high school, and I like I, I picked it up. Was like, yes, I got the first one. Gonna I'm gonna collect it. I'm gonna buy them all in the whole series. <laughs> and then I only just bought one, and then that was it. <laughs> and then I threw it in the trash when I deployed Dirac. And then oh that was god, it. yeah. I remember when Walking Dead was huge when it first came out, and everyone who was like. Obviously, it was like it was big in like the majority of the country, right? And uh, you're talking about the TV show, TV show, right? Yeah. And it was before I even realized it was a comic to start with, and I was <laughs> like, "Damn, I wonder what's gonna happen next episode." And like, there's one guy who was like, "Dude, what do you mean? It's all in books already. Like, this guy's gonna die next." And I'm like, "How do you know that?" He's like, "It's fucking comics, bro. It's they're just do- <laughs> telling a story of a story that's already written." I and think, I'm like, fuck. I but think with The Walking Dead, they changed quite they, a bit of it. Yeah, they ended up doing that. Like, as characters got more developed and like, oh, fuck, a lot of people like this Fans guy. like, yeah. We can't like, kill him off where he's mm-hmm. supposed to die type of shit. But, yeah. And, but the majority of it was pretty good, yeah, I mean, right? I, I didn't read a lot of the of the Walking Dead comics. I, yeah. I read, like, I want to say it was, like, the first, roughly 
the first like two seasons of TV worth of the The yeah. Walking Dead. But to my understanding, they didn't really change too much in the show. They added things into the show that weren't in the comics, but they didn't really take anything away or like change it too drastically. Um, like uh, the the I think his name is Daryl. Yeah, Darryl, the dude yeah. with the crossbow. Yeah, and, like yeah. his brother. Neither of them were in the comics initially. So, like they added both of those guys. They added a few mm-hmm. other things to the show itself, but they didn't really drastically change anything. At least at first, like I, I stopped watching after I think the first season. Do yeah, yeah. But mm. no, I, I stopped real early. But yeah, that's just like the way the shit gets popular. Like people kind of uh, they like, downplay comics and stuff, and they get into the show, and they're like they realize, oh, that shit was a comic. And he's like, yeah, your fucking favorite show started as a comic, bitch. <laughs> and like, oh, weird. And they just, I don't know. It's funny to me. I hate, I, I have a real problem with like, f- like popularity of characters driving what the story arcs of like whether or not they would choose to kill off a certain character or, or take it in a certain direction. Which is why, like, based jo- on the original character, based on the character on TV or yeah, movies. like that's yeah. it's why I appreciate like Joss Whedon. Like he has no problem just axing somebody fucking out of nowhere. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. just just because that's just the way it is. You know, yeah. uh, I I don't know, man. It just it rubs me the wrong way. Of just I don't know. Money yeah. talks, dude. Money talks. It's yeah. all money, dude. It's yeah. all money. Oh, that's that's why um, creator of Game of Thrones is the shit. Why would he do? Just kills everybody off. Yeah, uh, yeah. He get, <laughs> yeah. that's true. That's true. Like Sean Bean, we're just gonna kill him. <laughs> well, he's you know, like, he's contractually obligated to die in everything he does. This is yes. true. Yes. He doesn't say how long into sure. what he's doing. Yeah. he didn't have to die the first season. That's true. I know. <laughs> Fucking Boromir. <laughs> Trevelin. I mean, he's what a Boromir yeah. thing to say. <laughs> no, fucking. Um, so Deadpool is DC, right? Deadpool is Marvel. Marvel? Marvel? Yes. Mm-hmm. Why does he do so many rips on... Uh, X-Men is Marvel. Is DC, right? No, X-Men is Marvel, Marvel, dude. Marvel? Yeah. And that's... That's that's dude, confusing as fuck. F- I thought X-Men was DC. No. No, no. You're probably no. confused because of the split, right? Maybe. And people owning... Dif- yes. dif- when yep. Marvel got split up. Exactly. And this yeah. is what pisses me off with... Oh, right. That's true. Disney just recently buying the rights back from Fox... Is the fact that I know like X Men are supposed to be in the Avengers, like like is wasn't Wolverine a part of like that whole fucking thing? And I remember in the cartoons he was, wasn't he? No, no. no. So, so at the time uh, they might have made like a crossover appearance in like the nineties with the with the Wolverine, the Wolverine, or anybody in in the different cartoons in in the nineties. They might yeah. have had different crossover events. Um, I don't. I want to say they didn't, but they they might have. I, I know in the Spider-Man animated series, you did have a lot of crossover events, but I just I don't think they had any. Maybe that's what it was. They don't. I don't think they had too many in the X-Men specific show. But okay. in Spider-Man, I know there was Wolverine at one point, Punisher, yeah. Hulk, uh, Ghost Rider, something yeah, like that. Punisher was all over Spider-Man. For, yeah. for a bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the Punisher first debuted in a Spider-Man comic. Oh, he did. Yeah. As, okay. You know, he was like. Uh, Contracted as like a bounty hunter or something like that to like mm. to hunt down Spider Man because he was under the understanding that Spider Man was a bad guy due to J. Jonah Jameson talking shit. <laughs> so the nice. Punisher was trying to take him out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like you might have like, like Seth was saying like so that there was a split in the in the nineties where Marvel had declared bankruptcy. Um, 
they weren't making a lot of money on the comics. Comics weren't selling very well. Um, and so what they started to do is they were selling the rights off to a lot of the characters to make movies. Imagine if you got a little scoop of that. Mm. <laughs> well, so, so Stanley yeah. sold Spider-Man to Fox, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. So um, not Stan Stanley not, specifically, yeah, but, but I think at the time he might have been CEO. But yeah, Marvel sold the rights to Spider-Man and all of his uh, affiliated properties. Okay to Sony. Sony, right. And then okay. they did the same thing with the X-Men and all of their affiliated properties to Fox. And then like a year or two mm. down the line, they did the same thing again with the Fantastic Four and all their affiliated properties to Fox as well. Yeah, right. So, and then they also did like a weird thing. Did Disney with, own Fox then too? Or did Disney no, just no, buy no, Fox? that's very recent. So Disney just bought Fox within yeah. the past like Two yep. years. They started. Fox. They started doing that that whole deal within the past two years, and it was only finalized relatively recently within the past year or so. Okay. Um, but when they started doing that, they also did like a weird one with like Incredible Hulk and Daredevil and uh, Ghost Rider too, and there might have been somebody else, Elektra, and but those were like production rights or like producing the or um, like distribution and stuff like that yeah. so like marvel still owned those those rights but they sold off the pr production and distribution rights to somebody else which is why over the past like few years they were able to use like daredevil and electra and punisher in the their books. own in the comic book well, not the comic books but rather like the netflix series oh right um but not until disney started buying fox are they capable of using fantastic four and um, the X-Men. Whereas Sony still owns the rights to Spider-Man and his affiliated properties, but Disney and Sony have been trying to play nice and, you know, share their toys, essentially. And um, So any Spider-Man movie right now that's being made is a joint project between Marvel and Sony. It, it's a weird agreement where Marvel has ha their hands in it but Sony is either producing it or I heard like distribution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they I heard on the radio rights. that Sony, all the shit that Sony owns, they don't, they don't have to, they don't pay to make the movies. So when say like so, say that like one of whatever Sony owns makes a movie, right? Or like so, what does Sony own? Uh, Spider Man and his affiliated. Okay, properties. so say that like they come out with a new Spider Man movie, right? Sony doesn't make the movie. They'll make the movie, but they don't make any money off the profits of the movie. They'll make all the money off selling like toys okay. and weird shit off of that. Yeah, so, so that could be because the past few years that that's like the weird deal that they yeah. that they've done with the new Spider-Man movies and any of the Spider-Man movies affiliated with the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. They're okay. making all the money and all the dough off of like the Venom movie that came out a couple years ago the new Venom movie that's going to be coming oh, out Carnage the, man yeah exactly oh, fuck yeah and like the Morbius movie that's coming out because those aren't concrete or set in stone um, affiliated with the Marvel Cinematic Universe gotcha whereas the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies are affiliated with the Marvel Universe so mm -hmm. like they had to like make write up that weird contract where it's like Marvel is making the money off you know x y and z and then sony's making the money off of you know another part of this process yeah um and so, so that's why it's like one of those weird things and spider and spider-man's gotten rebooted several times just as x-men uh because the way that that contract was originally written when they were like distributing those rights and selling those rights off in the 90s was if you didn't 
make those movies or if you didn't make use of that property every so so many years then that got redistributed back to the original owner so marvel oh, damn so which That's is a why, pretty like, good contract huh? yeah so so when like to, the toby Maguire thing ended <laughs> and like they wanted to keep making movies or like toby Maguire stepped out and sam Raimi didn't want to do it or however that ended up happening that distribute and they didn't make any more they gave it a few years and they rebooted it with uh andrew garfield because they wanted to keep those spider-man rights in-house at sony because if, if they didn't use it for a certain amount of time i think it was like seven years yeah. but if they didn't use it for a certain amount of time those got kicked back to marvel again so they um so they, they're basically leasing the the rights to spider-man is that yeah kind of yeah it's, <clears throat> what is what's that word um public domain essentially yeah if, oh you know, yeah if, yeah yeah it, it those aren't those properties aren't public domain but like if you don't use uh it's if, like a use it or lose it kind of thing yeah, yeah exactly like, like disney has to keep you know um redoing like the trademarks and stuff like that on mickey mouse and certain disney properties yep. otherwise they ca- kicked into that public domain and then anybody can use that character exactly regard- uh, regardless of i having think that just happened with it. mcdonald's with big mac so they lost the it went back to public domain for the big mac so burger king fucking made while made a big mac well while it was in it public was like a domain week or something it was so much time they're like oh come and get our our big mac and they like did like parentheses and it was like it's just really a whopper oh, that's and then they just said like they called it a big mac and all this shit and it was really like over yeah. twitter but that burger king was posting big mac shit yeah the, the crazy thing about that um that spider-man deal is you know spider-man's such a big like everybody knows spider-man right he he's so huge he's always been popular with kids and everything so sony is making their own spider-man movies or they were like with the andrew garfield thing but then once the mcu starts to explode and become so popular sony's like crap like we like we own spider-man but like marvel wants to use spider-man we don't want to sell him back to him we want we kind of want to keep him but it's mutually beneficial for both of those companies to have spider-man in the mcu right because the MCU is so popular, Sony's still going to benefit off of letting you know Marvel play around with Spider-Man or whatever. Yeah, right. I mean, if they're making money off the toys and the merch, right. oh yeah, <sighs> that's a lot of money. Yeah. That's a lot of dough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Think, Who knows how like video think games one movie ticket for the show too, right? or five action figures that are like just as much as one thing for one kid. You know. Yeah. Like, so you got it plus fucking just think of like balloons. Comics, <laughs> I don't know, man. No, dude, like yeah, birthday, I mean, parties, right, yeah. birthday parties, birthday parties, napkins, paper napkins, plates, like, all that stuff. Blow Licensing, up, man. Blow up dolls, costumes for Halloween. Yeah. Fucking bounce houses. <laughs> you want to fuck Spider Man? You got it, baby. <laughs> Oh, Everything, man. dude. Just spiders in general. You got spiders? <laughs> what about man spider? Man, man spider. spider. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Man spider is a uh, is an affiliated property of Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh right, I do remember in the cartoon of Spider Man, there was a whole piece. I think it was like during the Morbius like timeline when like Spider Man was an actual spider. Yeah, so or he was, was like more spider form. Yeah, yeah. So there's man spider. He was more he, man yeah, spider. He, he had like the he had like three arms. He had like a face or like a head of a spider. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's man spider. Yeah. And then you have doppelganger, which is looks more humanoid, and he just like kind of like very like vicious type 
Peter Parker Spider-Man mm. character, which still has the three arms, but is not quite Man Spider yet. That that situation. <laughs> Dude, Why does those... Venom look like Spider-Man, but like evil Spider-Man? When I was a kid, I thought Venom was the e- evil version of Spider-Man for well, some reason. Well, there is. So, they always battled in a way, and they looked almost identical with like the whole face, you know. They so so the, 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 the symbiote came down to like Earth. It was like an alien organism. Yeah. Um, symbiote gets to Earth, and the first or one of the first people it like attaches to, um, as like a host body is Peter Parker. Oh. Okay. So they they used he used or made that black costume as like a a mirror image or as like a very similar image to peter parker's like first like the the red and black or rather red and blue costume yeah so for a while like peter ran around in that black costume um kind of like controlled by the symbiote because it made him more powerful yeah made him more powerful made made him angry Mm -hmm. that that sort of thing not unlike i don't know if you've seen the the third toby Maguire spider-man but how like he had that symbiote and it kind of like messed with his with his mind and stuff like that yeah yeah so then when he when the symbiote jumped ship and found another host body it just continued to still have like that white spider gotcha. some renditions it'll be like a black spider or like an overlay or something like that because that was like the first like human thing so yeah. it's kind of like mimicking like what it knows yeah right all right that makes sense and because it was attached to brock yes who was like who hated peter parker or yeah it like it sort of furthered that sort of like that hatred, that, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that aggression and stuff like that. So, and because he was a jock, he was much bigger. So Venom, yeah, in turn was yeah, just they a use, bigger dude. They used Eddie Eddie Brock in the cartoon, the nineties cartoon. Eddie Brock was always the the Venom yep. that they used then. See, the the fucked up thing is, is my whole understanding of all of these stories across all like the Marvel, the DCU, and all like even like the dark horse stuff is all Frankenstein together from like animated series here, movies here, cartoons there. And it's like some comic books there, the video games. Like I played a lot of the fucking superhero video games back oh, in the yeah. day. The amazing Spider-Man Dude, for that X-Men game for like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like the arcade. It, it, yeah. The X-Men arcade game. That game was yes. so good. Man. When you're getting like the little, um, uh, what is it? The the double helix like thing and collecting those is like your energy yeah. or whatever. Yeah. The uh, fucking maximum carnage, fucking um, for Genesis. Oh man! The yeah. thing is, they they really that they released the maximum carnage game in conjunction with the story for Carnage itself. Really? Yeah. So they made it's like they just hyped the shit out of Carnage being a character mm. and the release of Carnage as a new symbiote. So like Maximum Carnage was like a release event, like video game. Yeah. For and like they kind of released that the book where Carnage was introduced, and like I think they even released like an episode of TV or something like that, um, and like a whole bunch of toys and stuff like that around the same time to push this like new symbiote, you know, this new enemy for Spider Man. So so that was like a big thing. So was, when Carnage was introduced at that time, that was also when he was introduced in the comics too. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. The Maximum Carnage, like, well, that video game was released around the same time as the book yep. release. Yep. Cool. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So all my shit is Frankenstein from like little pieces here, <laughs> pieces there. Like even like um, like the whole Phoenix 
the uh, Phoenix Saga Saga from X Men. Yeah, from the animated series. That shit was so good, dude. So, yeah, that's the thing is like so most people that don't know a shit ton about comics, or even the people that do know a shit ton about comics, a, a lot of the information is Frankenstein, like you were saying, between a whole bunch of different things, because of the way that comics have been produced the, over the essentially since since the start right because of like you have all these different offshoots and stuff like that and they kind of like come back or they don't come back and so some people will start reading at a certain point and then jump off and then come back and then jump off again or even continue um so unless you've been at it for 20 30 40 years and you really know everything about a given person or a given character it's hard to not pick up a little bit from some sort of media aside from the book itself you know i picked up a little bit from this video game or this cartoon or these movies and stuff like that a lot of people have that same knowledge base because mm. of that and the 90s were like the the best time for comic book media outside of the comic books themselves because th- those cartoons were phenomenal this yeah. the spider-man cartoons were great the x-men cartoons are great and still to this day, I mean, it's my opinion, but like I, I feel like a lot of people are going to agree with me here, are have the best rendition of most of the X Men stories. Like they, they've not, or at least on screen, like nobody or very few other people have have done the Phoenix Saga justice. Aside from that cartoon, right? They've already done or tried to do the Phoenix Saga twice now since then on the big screen. <laughs> yeah. It's, X Men Three, and then the, they did the Phoenix e, e, one most yeah. recently. Yeah, I think that was the most recent X Men movie. Was the Phoenix X Men yeah. Rise of the Phoenix or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that? Neither of which were very good. The, the more recent X Men movie was better than X Three, but still yeah, Sansa in that shit. Yeah, yeah, Sansa. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sansa's DC or is that Marvel? <laughs> Sansa, <laughs> Sansa is is in X Men. Who is Marvel? Yes. Okay, gotcha. But. Yeah, it's so so even just by getting those like Frankenstein pieces together from all those different mediums, it's still like it's like, almost like it was a pretty good way of understanding the whole story, like all the yeah. pictures. Okay, yeah, definitely. Because I mean, it's like I said, it, unless you've been following a, a specific arc or a specific character or group of characters like the X Men for thirty plus years, you know, twenty plus years, it's gonna be difficult for you to try to keep track of every little thing that's going on sure i know quite a bit about a lot of this stuff but even i know nothing compared to you know the guy at the comic book store that that runs the place that's been reading nothing but comics (laughs) (laughs) you know since his you know teenage years yeah and that's because i've picked up like you were just saying like you know cartoons movies video games and then the comics themselves are a very large part of my knowledge base but it's not everything, and it, it, it's hard to not use that Frankenstein esque part to like kind of like base together your knowledge. Gotcha. And now you've got all these modern movies that are coming out too that are drawing elements from everything that's come before them. Right? They're exactly. taking stuff from books, from the from the you know the cartoons, and yeah, you know all, all the extended different timelines and reboots and everything. Yeah, like a, a lot of like with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, a lot of that stuff is going to be from the six one six as far back as you know the the seventies eighties with you know depending on which character you're talking about, you know, or even earlier if it's like an, one of the origin movies, 
And then it could be from the Ultimates with the Nick Nick Fury being played by Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, they made that line like a throwaway line in the comic. Hey, if I if I'm ever in a movie. I want Samuel L. Jackson to play me. And then when they made the movie, they made sure to get Samuel L. Jackson. You know? <laughs> right. That was just a throwaway line. And they they, they actually went a, went about and did that. And so, they, you know, they pulled that from the Ultimates. They pulled, you know, they're going to be pulling stuff from, like, the original Amazing Spider-Man lines. You know, just, they have all these, this giant archive of comics that they can be pulling from. And they're going to be doing that from, from comics to, you know, ideas that they have on cartoons video games stuff like that they're going to be doing that and that one of the reasons why the mcu is so great is because of this combination of so many different ideas so that you I take guess, all the best stuff that's been done and kind of jam it into one thing it's like oh this worked here this was cool here and you know oh i like this from this one this from this one and now we're going to make like the best or you know try and make the best thing using all the best parts yes so i I guess you answered my question then so as as a long time fan have you felt like the movies everything that's happened so far in the mainstream have they done it justice like as far as like the uh the comic books hit and and misses yeah yeah it's a hit and miss i mean they've done a lot of things that they've done very well you know there's 20 movies it's almost 11 years that they've been doing this now and a lot of this stuff is phenomenal and then there's also there's going to be like you're going to have hit or misses in anything that's been going on for that long sure and that you know you have one franchise that's 20 plus movies now at this point it's it's hard to get everything right or hard hard to do everything great is there anything you wish they would have done differently in the mcu there's a lot of things (laughs) well what's like the big one yeah yeah give me give me like a big one that really grinds your gears. Captain Marvel. Just okay. throw her out the window. Captain Marvel completely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't... Um, I thought it was weird in when she... I felt like in the beginning she was like weak and then she goes super strong and then she was like weak again and then super strong again. Did, like, Did you see her movie or did you just... Are you just referencing the, her from like the I saw other the movies movie that she cameoed? And I've only seen... Shit. I've only seen her movie and then the Avengers when she's in the Avengers. In the movies, okay. they, they that's the only two her, she's yeah. in. In yeah, the yeah, movies, sure. they chained her powers down with like this like R two D two right? Yeah, yeah. So in, like her personal movie, it's like it's she like has like amnesia because it's cliche, and we have to try to make her. <laughs> you know, we have to find her origin story. So by making her lose her memory, we're finding out her origin story at the same time that she's finding out her origin story. Yeah. Because it's a character trope that doesn't work and we want to keep doing that. (laughs) Um, It just, I didn't like, I I wasn't a huge fan of her movie. Um, There's a lot of really cool things about it. I think her character would have been great given that they did it in a different way and um, they made her character better for lack of better um for lack of better description there um they could have used or taken her character out and i've been saying this for a little while now but there's another character called nova Mm -hmm. they've had many different variations um and there's affiliate with the nova core exactly with the nova core um so the nova core is essentially an intergalactic like police force not unlike the green lantern from dc um, not quite as powerful, but still really awesome and really cool. And it's that inner—it's an intergalactic police force. Right, right. Uh, they all have like helmets. When you put on this helmet, 
you'll get like superpowers, flight, energy projection, super speed, strength, stuff like that. Um, you just become a badass. Um, and you have like different levels in the Nova Corps. You have like just, you know, essentially beat cops. And then you'll have like slightly more important people. And then when you go into, uh, I think the, exactly the top ranks is when you become like a Nova Prime or essentially like a Nova, like a, you just go by Nova, you get the helmet. And that's what gives you all those powers. Cool. Um, and in the, f- I think it was Avengers infinity gauntlet or infinity war not endgame they blew up uh, nova prime which is the home world or like the home base of the nova core and then in the first guardians movie is when they attacked that same planet um and that's when like you know peter quill star lord had that whole dance off and stuff like that that planet has been an integral part to a few different storylines so, so it like would make blowing sense. Blowing that up is fucking up a lot of stories. Yes, it. Well, yes, but no. It's like okay, you're pissing people off. Obviously, like blowing up this planet. So like Nova could have came in and be like, hey, like Thanos, his affiliates have like fucked my home world up, or like fucked up like my home base, killed people I know, killed people I love, killed people I cared for. Like I'm here to fuck his shit up, or like try to at least. You know, I'm like so when when Carol Danvers or Captain Marvel shows up in Endgame. She just kind of shows up out of nowhere towards the end of the end game, and she like just fucks people up. Like it's great, it's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Great moment. Very powerful person, but she's like absent for most of the movie. Shows up at the end battle, kind of like fucks some shit up. Aside from being like, yeah, I was on Earth once. I grew up as a kid. She has there. no like relation there's, to like the whole. Exactly. There's yeah. no relation aside from like plot armor. Aside from saying she's powerful and she can beat up some people, she has no real relation and no. There's no connection there. Marvel um, didn't play the long game with Captain Marvel. Exactly. Right. It would. It, how how cool would it have been if they that movie had been like, you know, ten movies ago or something, and it was intertwining in now or, or something. A hundred percent. Like planting the seed way back when. It did feel kind of rushed to me. That was one of my big things. It like, was. It was. Oh, we're just gonna throw Captain Marvel in here, and we're gonna do this movie just to show you how powerful she is so it makes sense when she shows up in Endgame. A hundred percent. And, like, she wasn't in Infinity War or Infinity Gauntlet. I keep forgetting if it's Gauntlet or War because the original book was Infinity Gauntlet. Infinity War, yeah. Infinity War was the movie. Um, But she wasn't even in that. She was in, like, the end credit scene. Not even her. It was just, like, they had, like, the beeper. Nick Nick Fury. Yeah, yeah. like, the Nick Fury beeper pager (laughs) thing. And then she showed up in Endgame cool like but she, there was no connection there like there was no reason why i should give a shit about her aside from like those little easter eggs leading up to endgame but if nova had came in from uh, from nowhere even if we had never met him never seen him but he was if nova just came in in the same manner that carol had came in okay it makes sense like he had a reason he to- had a reason to be there a reason to care um you know i get it you're a superhero you're supposed to care for people you're supposed to be like there for people you're supposed to be rescuing people like it's an integral part of being a superhero but there's a bit more emotion there's a bit more reasoning behind it if sure. if nova had showed up and like yeah my home world was destroyed three movies ago mm-hmm. like you john c Riley was one of the nova Corps men if you remember yeah. in guardians yeah, yeah, yeah. like you had some sort of relation you had an understanding of who the nova men were or nova Corps were whereas carol just kind of showed up and then i was so i thought what really blew my nips off was in i think it was the first guardians movie when the nova Corps were like the ships were linking together yeah. to create that 
crazy net like mm-hmm. chain mail yeah yeah to prevent uh that dude's ship from entering yep. the atmosphere oh man that was just like that demonstrated like their technology how fucking how like entwined they are in terms of like their teamwork and how they operate yeah. and it was just like it really fucking excited me that's that, that's what i'm saying is like and they could have just went back to that and like they could have brought it over in it could have like harkened back to all of that yeah they went with Carol Danvers, you know, Captain Marvel. <laughs> well, they wanted to, I feel like they wanted to do like a spin on the power of women during that's, that's this a last big part year. Of it. Well, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's the whole thing is Marvel and her name is Captain Marvel. Well, <laughs> you know. And that's the other thing is so Captain Marvel as in Carol Danvers, she's not even the first Captain Marvel. <clears throat> oh yeah. So like there's been there was other Captain Marvels pre Carol Danvers like she took on that moniker from somebody else. Like for a little while, she was Miss Marvel. They passed the throne in a way? Exactly. Like, so initially, her, her name was Miss Marvel and it was like, then, and there was a Captain Marvel and it wasn't until the other Captain Marvel like kind of went away, um, depending on which storyline you're reading, his, he had died and what have you, did she take on the moniker of Captain Marvel? That's the other thing. If they made the, a Captain Marvel movie and it was, you know, um, Marvel, which is Captain Marvel, Mm -hmm. um, I'd be psyched for it because he's a badass and he's fucking awesome. But <laughs> and Carol Danvers in the comics is really cool. She's definitely stepped up in the past, like you know, like several years. She's had a lot of great stories. I just like the other guy better. Mm. Um, and if they did her justice in the movies and had a few different things going on with her, if they had planted that seed earlier on, um, it would have been significantly better than what it was. Like I'm not, I'm definitely shitting on her, but like. It could have been done better. Sure. Yeah. So uh, why don't we wrap up here with one of your favorite things that they did? <laughs> um. So there's there's two things, and I know okay. you and I had this exact conversation we, like we did, you know, like yeah. a few days ago. Yeah. Um. But so, as somebody that's been in, into comic books, my the majority of my whole life, sitting in the theater watching Endgame. And then over the course of 10 years and 20 movies, not once do you hear one of the most popular phrases ever spoken in comics. And then out of nowhere, you hear it for the first time after 20 movies and Captain America says Avengers Assemble. And you have the big three that started it all, Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor standing there as he says it. And just as he says it, you see the portals open up and Doctor Strange, all of the Wakandans, Spider-Man, Ant-Man, you know, everybody just starts pouring through these portals. The Valkyries. The Valkyries, exactly. You get all these people just pouring on through and the Avengers fucking assemble. And it's it's just like that culmination of 10 years, 20 movies, something that has not been muttered once and it's one of the most popular phrases in comics. They could have easily thrown that in in the first Avengers. Yeah, easily. Sure. But it just paid but all. It just everything just like got we're paid saving off. it for like the real end. I wonder if like in the beginning they were like, all right, let's just in case this thing gets really big, <laughs> yeah. let's just hold off, man, because the payoff will be huge. And the, and uh, it and it was, man. It, it, it was, was a great huge. moment. Yeah. I sat there. I got goosebumps. I'm sitting here. I'm getting fucking goosebumps <laughs> yeah. talking about it. It, it. It's a great move, great moment. Yeah. And the only, only other time I've ever 
experience something like that in terms of the Marvel movies is in uh, Captain America uh, Civil War. And that's at the airport scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When Ant Man goes from Ant Man to Giant Man. <laughs> that was just badass. I love, I love like Ant Man's character, Giant Man's character, what have you. Uh, Scott Lang, who uh, Paul Rudd plays, he's strictly for the most part in the comics. Ant Man, he's kind of like played around with a few other monikers and stuff like that. Um, but when he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do something else. I'm gonna, you know, whatever. I, I, I was sitting there like, damn, he's going to go Giant Man. And then he, he went Giant Man. I'm like, I lost my shit. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I, was, I was the guy in the theater that like was shouting and everybody was p- getting pissed off at me. It was, it was phenomenal. It was a great moment. Because um, that's the thing is like the original, um, the original Ant-Man, uh, not Scott Lang. The other day when Seth and I were talking about it, I couldn't think of Scott Lang's name. Now I can't think of Hank, Hank Pym. Yep. Hank Pym was... Ant Man. He was uh, Yellow Jacket. He was um, Giant Man. He was the one that created the technology for a lot of these different things. Um, so after he passed on the um, the Ant Man moniker, and he, he didn't want to be Ant Man anymore, he went to Yellow Jacket. Then from Yellow Jacket, he went to Ant- um, Giant Man. But obviously, Hank Pym in the movies is played by Michael Douglas. He's old as shit. He's not going to be in the superhero game anymore. He's just kind of like providing all this technology. Sure. Um, so as soon as Ant-Man, Scott Lang was like, yeah, man, I'm going to be doing this shit, I lost it. It was like it was one of the coolest things. <laughs> lost my shit. And I bet you like there's moments like that for all sorts of other comic book fans who like followed a certain thing, and that was their favorite part, and then they sneak this Easter egg in like, yeah. with this crazy... And you're like, oh, my God, they made that reference? Like, that, that's crazy, man. Yeah. And that's... Know. I mean, and even... So in the comics, Bill Foster, who's played by... Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Fishburne. Oh yeah, um, yeah. He's in the second Ant Man movie, and he plays Bill Foster. He's just a he's a scientist. Um, he's who he's who's after Hank Pym in the comics doesn't want to be Giant Man anymore. He passed on the suit and the technology to um, to him to to be Goliath. So he takes on the moniker Goliath. And in Civil War in the comics, Goliath actually dies by the hand of Thor kind of cybotic cybernetic like clone Thor but Thor nonetheless <laughs> so it, it's, so kind it's, of a it's cool... very fitting that they put the giant man reference into Civil War because Goliath who is like giant man in Civil, was yeah. in the Civil War comic yeah. thing so it's like tying that reference yeah. together even more yeah. and then you eventually see Ben Foster in like the second Ant-Man yeah. movie which is cool too yeah. Hmm. yeah all right sweet uh, one last question before we wrap up. I got okay. so many questions, man. <laughs> Actually, you go, go ahead. No, 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 you go because it's too long. We get what? this is like a last call thing. Okay. Okay. All right. so uh, what? What? Let's go around the table. Now we can all point around and like whatever your. I want to know what your favorite uh, movie adapted from comic, comic book adapted into a movie was, what my, ever released. What my favorite comic book story adapted into a movie, yeah. or what my favorite movie. Like a comic book movie is comic book movie. That's right. a hard one. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Shoot, Stripperella, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so I'm speaking strictly the Marvel universe. 
Um, yeah, just, since we've been talking yeah, about we, it. Yeah, right? we've been yeah. talking about that. Plus, like, I feel like... We didn't give any love to DC. Yeah, right? we didn't. I mean, we talked we about can, DC a bit, yeah. but... Yeah, we can do that next time. That's... All right. that's yeah. Yeah, a source of can, <laughs> there's a split there's two armies man. Is, it be, is it because of Ben Affleck is that it no, no. spoiler alert Ben Affleck is the shit he's the best Batman really yes very, really? very hold on, controversial hold on, hold subject on, hold on let's save this let's I save need, this let's I tease need, that I want oh it, my, that's a teaser right no. there yeah. I can okay. talk <laughs> about okay I fill my weeks with Seth talking shop about comic books. <laughs> this was a very recent discussion we had. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we'll 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 spoil okay. that for for later. I've been yeah, alive twenty seven years, twenty five of them. <laughs> I've been nothing but interested in comics. So, alrighty. Um, no, but um, Marvel Universe strictly probably have to be Civil War, both because of that moment, but just it was a good great, one. Great movie, really, really good movie. Um. It brought in a lot of different things, introduced a lot of new characters, um, be it from a new moniker for Ant-Man being Giant Man, um, Baron Zemo. Mm. Um, you had... Um, oh, wait. I was going to say that... Nope. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Yeah, Baron Zemo was introduced in Civil uh, in Civil War, which is great. He's right. going to be in the next one, too, or the next, like, uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier I'm looking forward to great character. You introduced Black Panther. Mm. Yeah, that that's movie. right. That's, that's true. true. Right. Yeah. Black yeah. Panther's first. Black Panther's sick, man. Yeah. yeah. So like, just the two of them alone were, were great in that movie. Um, you in- introduced Spider Man into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in that's that true. movie. You know, damn, they did a lot of shit. Yeah. That was so, that was the whole Hydra thing too, right? Was no, that, so the Hydra no, was the original Hydra, Captain America. The the Hydra thing was in um. Secrets, uh, Winter Soldier. Oh, that's right. Captain that's, America that, that's 2, right. Winter yep, Soldier. Yep, yep, that's right, that's right, yeah. But, yeah, so just alone, like, just the fact that they introduced Spider-Man and Black uh, Black Panther in that movie was integral to, like, the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. You know, the... A lot of cliffhangers with, at the end of that one. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. splitting apart, like, you know, Tony and, and Cap. Yep. And, and, yeah. That was the start of, like, a lot of the storylines that they tied together in... Avengers. Yeah, the the, the the last two Avengers yep. movies. Yeah. All right, Seth. Me, I'm. Uh, yeah, doesn't have to be in the Marvel universe. Off either. the top of my head, though, I'm just gonna go. Yeah, stick with the MCU. I'm going with the first Iron Man, just because Iron Man was my favorite superhero mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Uh, like uh, Iron Man and Batman, but I, I liked Iron Iron Man. Get the edge because he was slightly more obscure only slightly i mean he's a household name now at the time yeah but like when i discovered iron man when i was little i just thought oh man this guy's like so cool i was always into like the sciencey type guys and like he made like the crazy suit and everything that gave him powers like that felt like obtainable to me like if i went into sciences and i could like (laughs) harness the power when i was a little kid (laughs) right so I, i related to that character a lot and uh, when that when they finally put it on the big screen and they pulled it off like really well, like I was like, oh man, this is awesome! Like, and obviously Robert Downey, that like that casting was just stupid. It's like, perfect. Yeah, yeah I exactly. think they, they got they nailed it across the board. Yeah, with all the no. casting, and, yeah. and it's crazy too. Like the way you were just saying, like how Iron Man in the '90s was your favorite comic book character, favorite like superhero. Yeah, and now he Iron Man is a. Is a household name. Yeah. If you go in anywhere and mention Iron Man, people are going to know who he is. Oh, yeah. Right. Nowadays, Robert Downey Jr. is a household name. 
because of Iron Man. Whereas in the '90s, Robert Downey Jr. was still a, ho- a household name. You could walk anywhere for the most part. Yeah, he was going to jail doing a lot of coke. Yeah, he was That's what I'm saying. Yes. He, he was yeah. known for a completely different reason. Yep, it revitalized like, his whole image. He, oh, yeah, fuck so yeah, it did. It, so because of that, or like it's it just it's um, like a mirror image thing. Yeah. yeah, nobody knew who Iron Man was, and like Tony Stark or Robert Downey Jr. just. He grew with that part. Yeah, yeah. Nobody could ever... They could never make an Iron Man movie without Robert Downey Jr. ever again. Not no. for a really long time, anyway. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> yeah. Until yeah. we're like fucking 16. We're like, yeah. you motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. was the Iron Man! <laughs> yeah. Who is yeah. this young guy? <laughs> right. This is bullshit. <laughs> James, what's your movie? Uh, I don't know what my favorite is, but uh, I like... I'm more of like the characters, the actors who do the do the characters. So I can relate. I think Thor's hilarious and and uh, Deadpool because like I mean I feel Deadpool's like Deadpool's sick. Yeah, and Deadpool. It's just funny. I like the funny movies. Yeah, and, um, you know yeah, Thor. Makes sense. Thor brings a lot of comedy, <laughs> and so does Deadpool. You know, mm-hmm. it's all comedy stuff, and that's like what I'm into is funny shit. Yeah, I like when Deadpool, uh, Iron, uh, fuck, he makes shit up now. <laughs> I like when Thor. Gets all depressed and he gets a huge beer belly. That shit was hilarious. He's like, basically like a frat boy. At yeah, that he's one. like a frat boy just crushing beers. And like, Nothing matters. <laughs> drinks. That shit was hilarious. And then just Deadpool. I was. I wanted to ask you. I'll ask you maybe if we do a last call. But I wanted to ask you about Deadpool stuff. But we'll wait like, for another yeah. episode mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, what do you think? I, I'm going off of. More, uh, DC, I'm going off Marvel. I'm okay. not doing Marvel. All right. Unless, no. no, it's not Marvel. No, yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Do whatever you want. Yeah. One of my all-time favorites, way back in the day, was fucking Judge Dredd. Oh. I fucking loved the Judge Dredd movie. So Sylvester's, which one? The one with Carl Urban or um, Sylvester Stallone? So, well, I liked them both. Okay. I liked them both for different reasons. Um, in terms of like entertainment, entertainment, like. Uh, the, the the more recent one was like I think it was beautifully done and the, yeah. the way the grittiness of it was fucking awesome but I kind of just liked it the nostalgia one the nostalgia got to me at the uh, the Sylvester Stallone okay like 100% I fucking loved that movie as a kid yeah that's my that was my shit yeah that was a good one if we if we do a fucking last call after this I gotta talk about a, sh- a fucking movie I just recently watched that let me down so hard and I did not think it was gonna be a bad movie and it was kinda shitty but alright great we get all sorts of teases <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 alright all right. okay thanks Kenny for coming on man thank yeah, you man. Yeah, yeah, that was good good shit man awesome thank you see ya mmm
learned so much today on Kenny's comic book episode. I know. I did too, James. I learned all sorts of things, like that guy who had to take pills to make his dick smaller. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that was a, a cool part of the episode. No, pretty solid. What do you yeah. guys think? Good? I thought it was a fantastic episode, actually. Yep. Yeah, it, it flew by, and uh, we ended up doing a last call with Kenny because we could just you know talk about that stuff for hours. Yeah, which I think that last call was basically just an, an extended version of this conversation. Pretty much, yeah. So definitely check that out when it comes out next week because it is greatness. Very informative. Yeah, so we're going to move on to the QC portion, <clears throat> and uh, we'll start off with Kenny himself. He was previously on this podcast Indeed. and it was on episode 21 entitled Camino de Santiago. <laughs> so if you haven't already go listen to that one cause it's pretty cool and way different than the comic book podcast. Yep. Um, we also talked a lot about the original, uh, nineties comic book T like, uh, cartoon shows. Yes. And I, I was just curious on when those originally aired, because I definitely watched those on TV being, you know, um, a preteen slash teenager when those were all happening. And I think the earliest one that was like one of the popular ones was the Batman one, which came out in 1992 and famously had Mark Hamill voicing the Joker. Which I did not know back in the day when I was watching it. I didn't it. either. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, because I was, I mean, I was obviously a Star Wars fan, you know, knowing Mark Hamill pretty well from that. But, he, like, you don't think when you're younger, you're not putting that together. Yeah. And it wasn't until years later when I was, like, reading something about Mark Hamill that said, oh, he jo voiced the Joker in the 90s Batman cartoon. And obviously, he went to do it in the video games and stuff like that. Yeah. It was also earlier, like, early internet days. Like, Oh, yeah. You weren't just... IMDb-ing that right. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you had um, X-Men, which also debuted in 92. And that went on for five seasons. And I think X-Men was probably the one... Uh, X-Men and Spider-Man were probably the two that I watched the mm -hmm. most. And just remember those being so so awesome back in the day. Um, and then you also had Superman, which was a little bit later in 1996. And I don't think I watched the Superman one that much from what I remember. Like, I do remember it being on. I remember watching it a little bit. But I think um, by the time that I was aware of it, I wasn't really, like, into Superman as much, maybe. I watched it, but I think it, what, did it end in 2000? In 2000, yeah. Yeah, I definitely must have only watched, like, the first first or second year it came out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, we also talked about Stripperella. Hell yeah. Mm. Um, great, great show. <laughs> which I don't ever remember watching, but I do I remember it. seeing like advertisements for it. Yeah. I don't remember really watching it either, but I definitely watched it. I just don't remember anything that happened except boobies. So um, Ham, Ham did a little research for us here and <laughs> took down some quick notes. But... Uh, so it starred Pam Anderson as Stripperella, whose um, daytime name was Erotica Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, her powers include enhanced reflexes and senses, an astonishing, astonishing intelligence, superhuman strength, jumping extremely high, and my favorite, sexy martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it... it 
debuted on Spike in 2003 and only had one season of 13 episodes. And apparently there was supposed to be um, a comic that was published on it. Yeah. But it didn't actually end up happening because of creative differences between Spike TV and Pamela Anderson. Hmm. Something else that we mentioned in this episode, which was kind of completely unrelated to comics, but also I imagine near and dear to a lot of people who read comics hearts is uh, fast food. And we were talking about the big Mac Mm -hmm. and apparently at some point um, McDonald's lost its trademark of the name big Mac. Now this happened in the European union and um, competitor Burger King took advantage of this. So they had a little fun um, in, in one of the Swedish um, Burger Kings and revamped their menu to kind of poke fun at the Big Mac and McDonald's in general. So they changed some of their menu items to be called Burger Big Mac Wished It Was, Like a Big Mac But Actually Big, and Big Mac-ish But Flame Grilled, of course. <laughs> Which obviously they wouldn't be able to do had, you know, McDonald's not lost its trademark for that bit of time. Uh, Justin (laughs) did some research as well in this realm and found the Big King XL, which is apparently Burger King's answer to the Big Mac, which was released in like uh, 2019, I think, or something like that. Yeah, pretty recently. Yeah, and it's it's essentially very similar to a Big Mac, but instead of three pieces of bread, um, the Big King XL has extra patty, <laughs> extra beef patties, right? Bring on the beef, baby. And the patties total 8.8 ounces versus McDonald's 3.2 ounces. Damn. Which is over the top. That's crazy. That's over Wait, a half, half pound. Half pound burger? Oof. Yeah. And think about that with the sauce and the pickles and the bun and the cheese, like yeah, that that is beefy, man. But that's really all we have for the QC on this one. Yeah, that was a good episode. Yeah, you guys, thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, like us on Instagram, and check out our Twitter. We got a new Twitter. Thanks for listening, guys. Sausage candles.